Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, we are going to do a quick wrap of what has been happening in the trade period. There's been plenty of movement so far, plenty more to come. We'll look at the Bombers and what that is going to do for them going forward. We'll look at North Melbourne and, of course, the big pick one situation. We'll discuss Lockie Schultz going to Collingwood. And, of course, we will also chat the Sydney Swans and the additions of Brody Grundy and Taylor Adams and where that can take Sydney next season. That's all to come on Footy Talk. This is Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Joined by Dale Thomas. But Daisy, it is trade period and this is another episode of the Traded Mini Series. Just a little wrap of the week so far. There's been plenty happening. It's hard to keep track. It is. There's movement everywhere at the moment, but we'll get straight into it because the big winners out of yesterday, which was the Wednesday as we speak, were the Sydney Swans. They landed their two men they wanted, Brody Grundy and Taylor Adams. They don't have to give up a lot of future second round pick, pick 33 in this year's draft and pick 46, and they get their number one ruckman and an inside mid to help their clearance and contest game. Yeah, it's a good get. It's a really good get for a side that got going late. Uh, they struggled, obviously, early part of the season, but probably lacking... A clear Ruckman. Hickey was serviceable at times, but when you come up against the better Ruckman, it became evident what they needed to do. And with that midfield that is now stacked, you look at Errol Goulden, he'll be playing more midfield time. You've got Chad Warner up there, Cal Mills as well. Start giving those, bottom. Start giving those blokes first opportunity and decent opportunity. Brody Grundy will be sitting there licking his lips. Hey, you know what? Uh, we talked about it a lot throughout the season. I love the way this ended up playing out. Go so Melbourne, try, no good, move on, no hard feelings. Yep. Oh, I'm with you on that. But the question I'll ask, both of them just turned 30. So what can Sydney realistically expect from Taylor Adams and Brody Grundy? Can they realistically expect both their very best, which for Brody Grundy is a two-time All-Australian. For Taylor Adams at his best, not far off being sort of an All-Australian squad type player. What can Sydney get out of these two boys? I think Taylor Adams will be playing more of a role than being reliant on being a superstar and a star in their system. And I think that's completely fine. That's what you want of a a player that you go and source in the mould that he plays. He'll be hard. He'll be tough. You can play half forward. We've seen that. And he will play a role within that, that hardness in and around the footy, giving chop outs to the older blokes like Parker in that midfield. But he won't be reliant or they won't rely on him to be winning them games. Brody Grundy, I've still got I think he's got massive upside. I know he's 30, but he still hasn't, I think, hit his peak or got back to the peak of his powers, injury and whatnot form a little bit. But I think a nice, clear run at it. The beautiful beaches up there in Sydney, I think he could be a real turning point for the Sydney Swans and something if they are to take the next step, which they weren't able to do last year and this year as well. I think he'll go a big part in playing that role. So expect the Sydney Swans to spike next season. Hey, Melbourne have been doing a fair bit as well. That We know they've landed pick 6 and 11 is where they've got to in this year's draft. They're going to land young Tom Fullerton from the Brisbane uh, Lions at pick 46, basically as a replacement for Brodie Grundy, a player that can play as a backup ruck, can play a little bit forward. I think he's got a, a little bit in him, Tom Fullerton, so that'll get done. And the other talk, though, has been Harrison Petty. Still got two years to run on a contract, but Adelaide are looming large, Ooh, trying to offer massive money to get Harrison Petty, which I like. That's all Adelaide probably need is, a, is an elite key defender with some injuries and, and, and a young defence. The Melbourne hold firm? 
to Melbourne, stick to their guns and say, even if you want to go, Harrison, you're an important player to us. Two years to run, you're staying. I think the what we saw from Harrison Petty this season alone for Melbourne, going forward and back, if I'm Melbourne, I'm saying, uh-uh, uh, no. And, and it might be any two or three years. He does then go when he's a free agent. But at the minute, when you've got a, a contract there, I'd certainly be playing hardball. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think they just keep him. And so I know you want to go home. You know what? Play out your two years. And then if you still want to go home then and you're out of contract, we'll facilitate a trade. But try and get him and we a flag in the next two he years because he's very important. important yeah. yeah, he has indeed. Hey, the Bombers are another team that have been doing plenty more through the free agency. We know they've already landed Toddy Goldstein. They've landed Ben Mackay. We believe the Jade Gresham uh, free agency bid will get done today. And it's interesting whether I think St Kilda are playing a bit of bluff, whether they're going to match it and make Essendon trade for him. But he should land at Essendon as well. As is going to be Xavier Dersma, most All likely, right, who the Port Adelaide wingman who's requested a trade to get to the Bombers. Do you think those four players, if they do land Gresham, Dersma, as well as Goldstein and Ben Mackay, make them a finals team next year? Uh, ben Mackay is going to be the interesting one. If he can become the player that we expect and hope to, I think that certainly is going to go a long way. When you look at Essendon, they were torn apart by big power forwards. Yep. You, you see the games with Tom Hawkins playing against a Zerk Thatcher kicking seven goals. They were a key defender short. The competition... Everyone has a decent midfield, you know, a little bit of class on the outside of Dersma, probably not going to change the world, but I think Ben Mackay is the big watch there. If he can become a weedering someone who holds that down defensive post, I think that'll go a long way to seeing them improve. The others, you know, you take it, you take a Goldstein as a backup Ruckman every day of the week, and if you get Dersma for nothing, you may as well. Yeah, um, Goldstein, uh, I think, yeah, they just, as a good backup, I agree, Ben Mackay, I think he's got huge upside. Gresham is probably a need, someone that can kick more goals as a small forward inside 50. Dersma one's interesting. I, I don't necessarily think they need a wingman. I love Sammy Durham. I think you do too, the winger. Nick They've got Martin. Nick Martin on the other wing. Young um, young uh, Elijah Sardis, who yep. came to the side late, is probably going to be more of an outside player for a few years because they're, they're pretty stacked on the inside. So it's an interesting one. But I suppose, as you think, if they can get them and it can boost the team, well, why not? What about the big one? Everyone's talking about West Coast. They've got pick one, Harley Reid, North Melbourne. Uh, uh, what's going to go here? You've got the, the best range on this, the best view of it, I think. You're all across everything. What's your take on this? Well, yesterday it was reported that North Melbourne had offered picks 15, 18, 21 and their end of first round of next year to get pick one off the uh, off the West Coast. Do I think you that's, think that's enough? Uh, no, but I think that's a starting point. So I think it's showing how serious North Melbourne are. But my understanding that I think everyone is missing the point on this days is everyone is presuming West Coast need to trade away pick one because of the go-home factor for Harley Reid. Yeah. I think everyone is underestimating in reverse that North Melbourne need to go over and above to try and land Harley Reid because if they take Dan Curtin, the Western Australian, there is every chance that he has the go-home factor right. and will want to go back to Perth in a couple of years anyway. So they're the ones that might miss out. If they hold on to pick two and three, they probably have to take Curtin because they need a key defender. He's probably in the top three or four players in the draft anyway. They might lose him. 
So I think it's them that need to bend over backwards to West Coast to be able to land Harley Reid so they can take Reid and another kid that doesn't have necessarily the go-home factor, and it's a win for North Melbourne, not so much for the West Coast Eagles. So I expect North Melbourne to come knocking on the door with an even bigger offer and a better offer for the West Coast Eagles, who I think have every right to sit white to the last day and say, you give us your very, very best North Melbourne, and then we can talk business. I think as it stands right now, that will get done. I think it will too. I don't think there's any way Harley Reid goes west, and and for all the reasons you've outlaid, North will do the right thing. They'll have to give up something a lot more. 15, 18, 21, and an end of first round next year. That's still a lot. It is, but you want early, but West Coast want want earlier picks. So they want one of those two or three, probably. So do you reckon they give them three? Ah, uh, yeah, fifth, uh, three, three and maybe fifteen, and another, and yeah. another, either this year or next year. I think because then it's a win-win. So West Coast gets some more draft picks because we know they need more talent in there. North Melbourne get a couple of players, but they don't have to worry about the go-home factor of Curtin. And then the Western Australian stays in Perth and Harley Reid stays in Victoria. And I think everyone will come out of this a winner. Love that, love that. Uh, Zachy Fisher also, he joined North from Carlton. Yep. It's a, they not, need some outside. Dylan Stevens as well, the, the, that Stevie J told us about on the Sunday rub about three months ago. I'm not sure where he's getting his mail from, Good but mail. it does not miss. Good mail. And the last one I want to ask you about, your club, Collingwood. Right in it with to get uh, Lockie Schultz, who's finished sixth in the best and fairest the last two years at Fremantle. They're probably going to have to give up a fair bit, though, because he's contracted. He's a required player at the Dockers. They really love the way he goes about it. What's your take on that? And, and the flip side of that, the, the Jack Ginevan situation, who is probably going to be squeezed out of the team because of a Lockie Schultz addition. Well, it'll be interesting to see if he's squeezed out of the team or out of the, the side, effectively, whether Collingwood start to shop around someone like a Ginevan and then those pieces of the puzzle then become part of what it is to require a Lockie Schultz and acquire him. I think he's a good, honest player, Lockie Schultz. I think Ginevan's probably got more class head-to-head, but super reliable, goal kicker, pressure, hard at it. Uh, Look, I think when you look at what the Pies have got, they've got some real X factor in and around that. If I'm Bo McCreary, I'm probably not overly happy the fact that he's coming in as well because he's you know similar in that regard. Shields probably more ability to hit the scoreboard. But again, if the Pies can get that, they obviously think they're lacking in that area. The ball pinging out of the back line. They're going to go and get someone to try and keep the ball in there and play on pressure and a, a little bit of a rocket to some of those smaller forwards who have been doing their best. But we've seen how throughout the season it has changed a little bit. Um, it'd be an interesting watch to see whether Guinea stays or whether they do shop him round. And if I'm Graham Wright, I've got the chest puffed because this time last year they got Bobby <laughs> Hill who turned into a Norm Smith medalist. And if I'm Lockie Schultz, I'm probably excited thinking, well, they turned Bobby Hill into a Norm Smith medalist. <laughs> Let's see what they can do with me. But there is still plenty to play out, Daisy. We'll be right across this on Footy Talk. So make sure you keep tuning in to get all the latest news and what is happening around the world and some more of our mini-series traded stories where we speak to some past greats Ooh. about their stories because because they are very fascinating and great in hindsight when they look back and talk about their times. Until then, enjoy your Thursday, and we'll be back to do it all again on Footy Talk. Listener.